0: Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Tuesday, September 19th. Hope you're doing well today. As you can probably tell from my deeper than normal voice, I'm still not quite recovered yet. Um, feeling incrementally better each day, but definitely uh, this is hanging on way longer than I had uh, hoped or anticipated. So uh, still working from home today, lots of Zoom meetings and all that kind of fun stuff. And so hope you're doing well and hope you're staying healthy with the uh, spread of uh, both COVID and lots of other stuff as we go back to school. We get uh, as kids go back to school, we get lots of stuff uh, that gets uh, passed around and so i 've heard of lots and lots of people who are sick with lots and lots of different things uh, and While this one 's not fun as i 've told lots of people i 'm sure i 'll live there 's way worse things to be happening than uh, than this and so um, <clears throat> I will apologize for what my voice sounds like though as uh, you 're listening to the podcast today. Uh, so, as we have journeyed through this week we 've been looking at this idea of the story and specifically the story tool that um, uh, that Jonas handed out on. Sunday, uh, which is really just a um, a, a graphic representation of a specific practice. Telling our story and telling the story of God is really the practice of preaching the gospel. And so over the course of this fall, we're going to be kind of coming back to this tool as well as the practice guide to really press into the practice of preaching the gospel. And uh, we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. You may have this sense of like preaching the gospel, like that's not my thing. That's for preachers. That's for somebody else. That's not for me. And um, we'll try to unpack that a little bit because the reality is uh, if we are going to do the things that Jesus did, Jesus preached the gospel and he didn't preach the gospel at least often by gathering a crowd and uh, doing uh, public speaking. Uh, he preached the gospel through lots of ways that he spoke and lived and interacted with people um, all along the way. And that's the kind of preaching of the gospel that we need to be able to do. And we want to be people who can integrate the story of God into our normal lives. Um, And I want to – I'll talk more about this next week, but I I want to make sure that there's a clear understanding. Our goal is not to be able to sit down with people – and draw on a napkin the pictures that were handed out to you on the card, To the the idea that we want to meet people and work really hard to get a gospel presentation in front of them. Rather, our goal is to so live in the midst of that story, creation, fall, redemption, restoration, that we know where we fit, we know where the people around us fit. And uh, it's very easy for us to integrate our own story into God's story, into the story of the people around us, that we can uh, help them to see this is the work that God's doing. This is uh, the good news. And as we Get to the beginning of the series on the gospel, we'll talk quite a bit about what the nature of the good news is and what it means for us to have a right understanding of the gospel so that we would proclaim the gospel, preach the gospel in uh, effective right ways. And so um, that's really where we're headed. Um, uh, What I'd like to do today and through the balance of this week is to uh, do, do a bit of a bridge Back to creation for each of the other parts of the story. Uh, As Jonas mentioned on Sunday, it's really vitally important for us to get creation deep into our bones. We tend to move past creation very quickly. And we understand that Genesis 1 and 2 is where everything started. But we also understand that Genesis 3 came really quickly and that's our new reality. And so we don't spend a lot of time, unfortunately, digging back into the beauty of creation. But it's so vitally important, so necessary for us to understand the tie back to creation. Uh, the the longing of our souls to experience the goodness of God as Um, The world and as we were originally created is deep and powerful, and it's something that we need to be uh, ready to step back into, that we need to have a clear understanding to. And so what I want to talk about is fall, redemption, and restoration and how they echo back to Genesis, how they echo back to Eden and the idea of creation. So with the fall, uh, this is probably the simplest one, but um, maybe may the most important. Um, as we understand brokenness, we need to understand brokenness uh, against a backdrop of unbrokenness or perfection. Um, if we don't have a clear understanding of what we've fallen from, then uh, what we've fallen to or what we've, uh, what we've become through the fall Will become normative, and so you hear within our culture. You hear lots of people, even uh, followers of Jesus, at times, say things like, "People are inherently good," or um, "the the world really isn't all that bad." Uh, there's lots of good things that are happening, and we're getting better all the time. That's harder and harder to say in the messed up world that we live in. But uh, you still hear people holding to that uh, that belief, and the reason is is because we're not looking back on creation. In a way that is honest and clear about what creation was. When we understand what we were, it's impossible for us to then look inside of our own hearts and say, I'm inherently good. No, inherently good. Was the goodness of Genesis two the um, the naked and unashamedness of our relationship with one another and our relationship with God the purity of our work um, the purity of the way that we saw ourselves and um, the the lack of shame lack of posturing lack of uh, positioning ourselves in order to look good all of that has come. Via the fall, um, and if we hadn't sinned, if there wasn't sin in the world, we would be so much different than we are. And while the um, the idea that we there's there's nothing redemptive about us at all um, is maybe a bit extreme, the reality is uh, sin has truly infested, infected. Every single area of our lives, there isn't a, a part of our, our psyche, there isn't a part of our motivations, there isn't a part of the, the world around us as beautiful and good as it can be that isn't infected by sin. And for us to keep an eye on creation as we recognize the fall simply means that there is a, a far better place, there is a far better way to for us to live. There's a longing for the purity of creation that we miss in the brokenness of the world. We can get so caught up in the way the world is that we miss the way the world was created to be. And that's why coming back to uh, to creation is so important. We need to come back to a recognition that there's a, there's a longing for the purity and the goodness of the way that God has made the world to be. That... Um, there will be a point in time, again, uh, this is getting into, of course, to redemption and restoration, where I won't have impure motives, that all of my motives will be pure, that I will be desiring the best for the people around me. I will be seeking to learn from them and engage them rather than convince them that I'm right or that they need to do something Um, That that there'll be no more posturing, there'll be no more domineering, Uh, there will only be harmony and beauty and and connection and that, that reminder to us isn't so that we would seek to build a utopia on earth, but that we would be able to recognize the weight of the fall so that we understand what we need to be redeemed from. That quote by Flannery O'Connor that uh, Jonas used on Sunday is is just haunting to me because it's a reminder to us, not just that uh, when there's a fall, there's a longing for redemption and restoration, but that redemption and restoration has a cost, a real cost. And for us to be looking back to creation in the midst of the fall is a reminder that um, there's a real cost necessary in order for us to see Eden restored. Uh, Not perfectly yet, but ultimately, over a period of time, that Revelation 21 promise that um, all will be as it was, that the garden will become a garden city and uh, we will be with him forever. Uh, The beauty of that is the longing of our heart that um, stays tuned when we keep creation in mind. And so I want to encourage you this week, Spend time thinking about creation, about the beauty of the way that God made the world. Um, Recognize, I'm looking out my window right now and seeing weeds, (laughs) recognizing weeds didn't exist then. Um, There was... Uh, there was cultivation that needed to be done, but it wasn't cultivation against the earth. It was cultivation in harmony with the earth. And uh, it's just so different. uh, As I think about my neighbors in um, our little area that we interact with, how different our relationships would be if sin wasn't a part of their relationship. How different my life would be if I wasn't constantly wrestling with the flesh and the devil and the reality that um, there, there are forces outside of me and there are forces inside of me that are leading me away from God and I need to be constantly coming back to the beauty of who Jesus is. All of those things are part of us coming back to creation. And so this week, I want us to think about the echoes of Eden, the way that Eden echoes even into the brokenness of our world today. And for today, um, echoes of Eden lead us to the fall, recognizing that um, the the fall has uh, and, uh, introduced sin and brokenness into the perfect world of God and that our hearts long for him. Tomorrow we'll dig into uh, the way that Eden uh, informs the redemption work of Jesus. But until then, I pray that you'd have a great rest of the day, that the Spirit of God would rest upon you, that he would uh, not just dwell within you, but transform you from the inside out and flow from you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day. Uh, Looking forward to being back with you, hopefully sounding a little bit better tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.